0: Hi, and welcome back to Drone Waves. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm the executive publisher here at Freight Waves, and we're going to talk about delivering everything under the sun with drones here with Bobby Healy, the, the founder and CEO of Mana Drone Delivery. How are you doing today, I'm Bobby?
1: doing great, Kevin. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here, actually. I'm from Ireland, as you can probably hear, and it's very, very sunny here today, so especially happy.
0: That's fantastic. Yes, directly from... Dublin Ireland and you you, you kind of describe yourself as a complete tech guy. you', you founded and sold uh, a couple of companies in the past and then you started Mana. Uh, can you give us a, a brief in- introduction on yourself and Mana?
1: Yeah um, so I'm a programmer software guy uh, very old one at this stage but I've um, I started my career in video games building games for Nintendo. A uh, ton of games there. And then since then, I've been building uh, teams and companies, uh, buying and selling them um, up to three years ago. Um, mostly, sorry, my last company has been Travel Technology. And this is the first one in as in mad a space as drone delivery. Uh, I've been building this business for three years. Uh, founded it three years ago. And um, we're now at 45 uh, people in the company between the UK and Ireland. And uh, we just actually hired our head of the USA uh, a couple of months ago Andrew Patton and we've been doing great you know we're, we're live here in Ireland commercially live it's re- it's real like it's not quite some stunt we're live making money uh, or charging money losing a lot of money we're charging money uh, so we're revenue generating and uh, delivering to you know a town of just over 10,000 people and we've raised, um, I'm glad to announce just, just uh, yesterday, Thursday, our Series A, uh, $25 million Series A round to, to really get us going and to allow us to scale the business in U.S. and in Europe.
0: Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the, about the Series A and maybe a step back even of what really inspired you to start MANA, to, to get into the drone business, and kind of that evolution now that, that you've closed a Series A, as you said, $25 million. What's that journey been like?
1: Yeah. And um, so, it's, it, you know, the, the, the concept was, was at, the, at the very start, look, you know, the co- kind of a confluence of various technologies that that make it viable to carry parcels with, with robots in the air and um, between battery technology, MEMS technology, va- various other different technologies, all kind of maturing around the same time, AI as well. I mean, we use computer vision for certain parts of things. And to be able to do that in a lightweight way power efficient way in in a flying payload you know machine and carry cargo all of that only makes sense in the last few years and, and i'm you know i'm a techie and so i can you know plot a path to to, to getting that done and built and then if you if you then think about it, i live in a suburb of dublin right so i'm dublin's you know a small town by american standards like million and a half people and I'm about five miles outside of the, the city centre of Dublin. and But there's no delivery available to me. So there's no Uber Eats don't deliver to my house. You know, none of the big platform providers deliver to my house. And I'm in a suburb of 30,000, 40,000 people. And if you kind of just pull that thread and you say, well, why not? And it's, it's simple because using people and cars and the road for delivery of low basket value products and just isn't economically viable. Mm -hmm. It's a single digit margin enterprise, if not a negative margin enterprise, because in the United States, you know, data point, it costs the big platforms between six and $9 to operate that last mile, to get that hamburger uh, to you, right? Six to $9. Mm -hmm. And, And in basket value, average basket value of 20 to $30, uh, total spend, it starts to get really difficult to make those economics work. When instead of you know driving a mile, you need to drive three or four miles, and so so you, you see in the US in a suburb in the US, you're going to do best case 1.5 to 1.8 deliveries per hour for some of these platforms. So just economically, very very difficult to make it work. So I just married the two things together, right? You know the tech, which is difficult. Uh, and and the, the industry which is last mile, and particularly mass last mile for for both fast food, which is kind of low basket value, unimportant, but also pharma and a highly critical lightweight uh, you know products. So we kind of say, then, well, why not just you know carry everything to everybody in suburban communities? Because in the end, people get in their cars and drive you know some number of miles frequently when they don't, like, we can carry it right to their front lawn or, or to their rear lawn, or we've delivered on top of trampolines and top of cars, or you name it. If it's a flat mm-hmm. two-meter or two-yard diameter space that's inanimate, we can deliver product to it. So it's like, why, wouldn't, why, why isn't that a much better system than a CO2-producing car with a you know, three-ton vehicle with a 200-pound guy, you know, eating some of your French fries on the way? Um, you know, it just it just seemed to be far better. And you know, me and my team—it's not our first rodeo. We've built businesses before, so we said, "Look, uh, we're also kind of you know old and you know old and wise now." As we say, we definitely say, "Why not?" Um, but we also look carefully at what will what will not work. What is it? Why is this hard? Or is there anything to, to mean or to say that this will be impossible and? You know, three years ago, I did the work, I did the research, uh, I spent the time and I could not see how it fails. And and here we are after raising two rounds of finance and we're live delivering, you know, over 100 deliveries a day. By far the world's biggest drone delivery trial. Um, And it's the customers just normal to these people in in, uh, town. Yeah,
0: so so we we're talking about drone delivery. Let, let's uh, let, let's pop it up on screen and see an actual drone delivery from Manna.
1: Good idea. Just before we show the video, I'll just explain. You're going to see the aircraft arriving at the house at, at the home. It'll hover at about at about sixty yards, you know, altitude. Then it'll do a quick scan of the ground to make sure there's a safe place to deliver. It will descend to about twenty five yards. I'm translating on the fly here between metric. Uh, and then you'll see the doors open and the product lower down to the ground on about a biological threat. So over to the video. Wow.
0: Oh, it's a Yeah. <laughs> now. Uh, I'm give you a phone call anything better. So that's a fantastic video, fantastic delivery. What exactly was that delivery of?
1: Yeah, so I don't know if you heard, but there was a little child there shouting, dinner is served. And it was actually dinner for three people. It was um, it was a restaurant called Cameo Thai, a, a Thai restaurant. Uh, and it was meal for two adults and one seven-year-old girl with ice cream afterwards. So it was kind of, it was a full cargo. It was uh. It
0: was about two and a half kilos. But it was about five pounds of cargo. Fantastic. So, so you're talking about economics. A while ago, and you're talking about ground delivery. You know, Uber or, or you know any of the, you know Uber Eats, any of the other you know dine and dash, any of the other final mile food deliveries. You're talking about six to nine dollars per delivery. What's the unit economics on on drones at like right now and then final scale.
1: Yeah, um right right now they're um you know we are it's kind of we're already cheaper than the existing road-based solutions and the price we're charging consumers now for delivery is between between 5 and 6 dollars depending on the on the the output that we're working with. And so that's what the the final price the consumer see. At scale, when we when we roll this out at scale, it would be early twenty three when we start to scale the business. We it, our fully loaded cost will be about a dollar for delivery, and that in that dollar is mostly depreciation on motors, wear and tear motors, and depreciation on mm-hmm. battery. And then, in, in in terms of other the personnel numbers, one mana person can do 20 deliveries per hour. That's kind of the overhead that we think about. So it's one person operating multiple aircraft is able to do 20 deliveries per hour. And as compared to, you know, row based delivery, one person, roughly two deliveries per hour. So it's an order of magnitude better is
0: that kind of your business model is is going to uh, so so whether it's food right going to the specific restaurant and offering your ser- services uh, i know you just did a partnership with samsung delivering galaxies right is it going directly being that that real logistics middle middle component uh, from goods producer to to final delivery and is that kind of how you perceive rolling out?
1: Yeah, and scaling up. Yeah, so so we operate from a central base in the, in, in, in a town, and that we might have multiple bases in a town, but generally there'll be one or two bases, and one of them will be a, a dark store of non-perishable products. So you know, Samsung, Apple, you name it, the non-perishable products that everybody needs frequently, and then the other center will be a bunch of perishable products. I so think coffee uh think um you know burger and fries think think all of those things so so if you think about that you get to about a 12 to 14 hour operation where you know basically you get your coffee in the morning you get your meal at night and get your pharmacy and your convenience store all day long and we've delivered melons we've delivered broccoli we've delivered prescription medicine we've delivered covid test kits we've we've literally delivered everything that the community could possibly need. And we know this because we're doing this and have been doing this through lockdown. And we've been delivering to families with COVID where literally everything that they get has come by drone. And it just works perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So the pandemic has, has changed a lot of businesses. It's, it's kind of shifted focus, sometimes completely disrupted. It. How has it affected drones? Has it kind of accelerated the trends that were already in place?
1: You know where the pandemic has affected us. It's 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 been very positive for the drone delivery industry, and, and only not because of an instant you know hit or an increase in business, but because the pandemic has changed. The way everyone's thinking about anything, right? So, so minds are open now where minds weren't open before. And whereas prior to the pandemic, we know this because we've been surveying the whole time, we would have seen about a 60 to 70% positive rating for what we do. So, in other words, if you ask the question of folks, you know, what do they think of drone delivery? Would they pay for drone delivery if it was available? You know, 60, 70% yes. And then a, a number of sitting on the fence and then a number of detractors, about 10% detractors. Uh, now, though, we see and our latest survey is 98.5% positive and then a tiny handful of detractors, um, really tiny. And what's driving that is simply people are willing to consider new technology that can bring advantages that weren't seen as advantages before. And what that means is human free delivery where there isn't someone arriving at your door that's touched your food or touched your merchandise, any of that stuff. And just a way to support people that are isolated, like again, our, our, we our first town we operated in, we had fifty percent of the population over the age of sixty five and so you know exactly well, right? And a rural town in Ireland, drone deliveries for everyone, and you need a pandemic to open that discourse
0: i I think you've seen that throughout the supply chain too, and you know no one really want to be the first person out there the first company out there. Uh, experimenting with things uh, from work from home to digitization of of certain things, of uh, experimenting with going a little bit away from just-in-time manufacturing to e-commerce and delivery, it was uh, necessity, right? That's what the pandemic has brought, and it's pulled forward all these trends and changes just because of necessity, and, and your survey numbers bear that out, Tremendously. It's, it's just like everyone had to, out of necessity, change the way they thought about uh, moving forward.
1: Yeah, correct. And they give it a go. They're willing to give it a go that they may not have been willing to do mm-hmm. before. But also, governments, too. I mean, we, we did a partnership with the Health Service Executive, which is the kind of the public health service here in Ireland. And that's the biggest organization in the country. It's like 350,000 employees. This is an organization that does not change course quickly. And we got that deal done in three weeks from start of lockdown to us being live, delivering medicine in three weeks. So, so you're able to get things done um, because people are more inclined to just make decisions. Whereas pro- previously, you could sit on this thing for, for years.
0: Mm-hmm. Now it's necessity.
1: It's, it's, yeah. You have to do it right now. Everyone feels that yeah, pressure. We're rushing. classified as an essential service in Ireland. We actually mm-hmm. have legal classification. So even during lockdown, we can work and we can travel and we can do all this stuff So because we're an essential service.
0: Well, which kind of brings us to the next, next point, really, because we, we know in the States, uh, some of the, the, the barriers for drones have been really slow-footed regulatory issues right not not so much as regulatory or, or governments being against drones but not knowing how to proceed so i was just wondering in the, the in europe and ireland and the eu and uh, the uk as well right uh, what kind of what are the thoughts on regulatory issues when it comes to drones
1: Yeah, and that's the big difference. Um, The the reason our base isn't in the United States is because of that uncertainty on timeline. Um, But it is clearing up, and I I think the U.S. is catching up on a regulatory sense to the rest of the world. Europe is way ahead of the rest of the world, and and we've ratified legislation now that goes into law on the 1st of January 23. We have our European-wide license. We can go anywhere we want with a pervasive autonomous drone delivery network in Europe once we're ready to scale, which has started 23. If you ask that question in the United States, you know, and, and the FAA are doing a great job, but there's companies over there, and I'd name Alphabet as a particularly good one with their Wing drone delivery program that have a superb product and a great mission and obviously a very talented bunch, but they're held in regulatory purgatory, waiting for the go-ahead. But we're just we're just going to go ahead and go live here in Europe, and when the USA is ready for that, we'll start to launch there. But there's no rush for us to go into the US because it's just uncertain.
0: Yeah, and and it, it is right. So I think the US is starting to to actually move. That there was this this. this period where they didn't really have to move but now they they do and we're talking about delivering everything with drones so that always brings me to the payload question and kind of where the technology is going when it comes to the payload i I know you know vaccine you know lightweight food orders or really great for drones right now how much is the payload going to increase over time or what are what are your expectations for that
1: Actually, the the limitation on payload is volume, not really weight. So, so okay. our, our aircraft now we've designed our current aircraft specifically for the use case of medicine, lightweight medicine, and and takeaway food, which kind of have a big overlap. So we can carry so three kilos, six and a half pounds of cargo, and twenty thousand cubic centimeters. So think very large, deep shoebox kind of thing, or you know, McDonald's for five or six people. You know, think of it that way. Um, an aircraft is just a formula, right? And, and, and it's a calculation of how much energy you need mm-hmm. to fly that aircraft, you know, across whatever distance in whatever wind speed. So we've chosen a particular flight envelope by distance capable wind speed and cargo that works for us. And we have an 850 watt hour battery to do that. We can double the size of an aircraft with literally a flick of the switch with no real new design. You increase the props the motor sizes and, and the battery and we could carry four times as much cargo it's it's literally that simple and and the equation then just yields you look this is the cost per flight so instead of being whatever 20 cents of battery depreciation per flight you might go up to a dollar of battery depreciation per flight but still something that works and the the reason we've chosen where we are though is high volume there's there's 82 million single family, detached homes in the United States. Those are our customers. And what do they need? High frequency, high volume, it's, it's coffee and donuts, coffee and a cake in the morning, mm-hmm. it's lunch, sandwiches, it's takeaway food at night or, or the evenings. So we want high frequency, high, high utilization early days. And then we'll expand across all the different use cases. Literally everything that you're gonna need will be within reach in less than five minutes with our network. And that's kind of our long term plan. And you know, then we're given our local bookseller in the town that we operate in in Ireland has a better product already than Amazon have in that town. Like this local bookseller mm-hmm. gets the customers in three to five minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so being based in Dublin, Ireland, we we're talking about engineering, and it's all about you know weight and wind speed and energy. Does the does the wind speed in Dublin and Ireland in general kind of give you a, a great insight into the, the engineering process uh, of that? Because it's going to be windier there than the most places, right?
1: Uh, and like it, we'll just show a picture here of the town that we're operating in. It's called Galway. A lot of people have heard of it. And uh, it's right on the west coast of Ireland. So you could not pick a worse place <laughs> to fly a small aircraft. So it's raining every day horrible winds that you're sending over from the united states to us but it is awful there so we know that by being able to fly there and all of the work we're doing there essentially means that for 99 percent of the weather in north america we don't have an issue we've already tested for
0: so bobby drones is just an exciting exciting topic right now uh you just closed your series a and also you have a partnership with Samsung to deliver phones. Uh, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, most people forget this, but Samsung are by far the biggest phone manufacturer in the world, 47% of the world's market. And like any big brand, they want to understand what direct-to-consumer looks like, You know, how are they going to distribute their product in the future? And one remarkably obvious way, to me anyway, maybe not to the rest of the world is, it should be direct consumer by phone because most consumer electronics or, you know, products that are non-perishable products that are bought are bought on impulse. And that impulse is, you know, unfortunately, uh, the reason most people don't buy products as well, because if you need it delivered, people aren't willing to wait a day, let alone half a day. So if you can get the product in a few minutes, and we did it, we also deal with Unilever, the Ben & Jerry's brand, same same thing. It's kind of, that opportunity is there in a split second, and if you can get the consumer that product within three to five minutes into their hand, then that changes the nature of demand. So that's why those big brands are looking at drone delivery.
0: Yeah. So uh, it sounds like uh, Manus doing doing really well. The Series A close. You know, how does uh, how does the audience reach out and, and contact you, and kind of what are you thinking uh, going forward?
1: Well, I would love the audience to follow on Twitter, um, uh, Real Bobby Healy or Mana Arrow on Twitter. That's the best way to get really live updates on us. Or otherwise, just uh, connect on LinkedIn. I'm very happy to chat to answer questions uh, that your audience may have or just to engage in general chat about the future last month.
0: Thank you so much for your time today, Bobby. It's been a great discussion, great B-roll, great video uh, that the audience is going to, to enjoy here. And um, you know, stick with us for the next uh, fireside chat here at Drone Waves.